Being a parent to a competition dancer is a fun and sometimes stressful experience. Each week, we tackle a topic, share our wins and fails, tips and hacks to help you have a little more fun and a little less stress at your dancer's next competition. I'm Casey. And I'm Amira. Welcome to Two Dance Moms Podcast. This week is the awkward episode, question and answers. All things awkward. We have them. You have them. Whether you are a first-time dance mom or a parent with a dancer in her teens, there are awkward questions you want or need answers to but don't necessarily feel comfortable asking your teammates, parents, or your dance director. And you definitely don't want to embarrass your child. So we've compiled some of these questions and are getting to the bottom of these answers with help from a couple professionals. Welcome to the podcast, Madison Pinheiro and Melody Truki. Hi, we're Thanks so happy for coming, to be here. guys. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, I'm Madison. I started dancing at a very young age. Um, it wasn't until I was 15 that I started a competition team. I met Mel that same year. Um, I s- danced f- till about 18 years old. Then I started teaching at the studio that I was competing at. And then I went into college dance team. And now I still teach at about three different studios in Ventura County, and I still take class, and yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Mel? Yeah, so hi everyone, my name's Mel, and like Maddie, I started dancing at a really young age, so when I was about three years old, and I always tried a bunch of other sports from a young age, and I was big into soccer and dance until, I want to say about middle school, where my mom made me kind of choose a sport because probably realistically because it's a lot of money to do a lot of sports so she's like okay let's pick which one we like more here so everyone told me I was really good at soccer so being a little bratty kid I am I said I'm gonna do dance kind of challenge myself from a young age but I'm glad I stuck to it because after that is when I met Maddie my best friend who's on the podcast here and then we started doing competition team together which is some of the best memories that I have with her and after that I also started teaching at the same studio that we both competed at um, started teaching little kids and now I'm teaching more of like a pre-professional level because that's what I enjoy more working with older kids and adults and now I want to open my own dance studio so hopefully I'll be hearing back about that very soon but um, if you give us a follow at Motion Grounds Dance. That's my page. Yeah, that's so cool. And my daughter takes uh, some of your classes from time to time and is awesome. So we're really excited about Motion Grounds and everything that's developing there. And I'm just so grateful to have both of you on the podcast. We are so excited. Yeah, we're very excited. You guys are the perfect pair to have for this episode because you know this is our awkward episode. Yes, we're ready. ready Not only are you guys so, it's so comfortable to share with you guys, but you also grew up some awkward phases. You went through some awkward phases as dancers and you also now teach dancers that are maybe going through some awkward stages yeah Yeah, for sure you've lived it and now coach through it and so you know we're gonna definitely try to bring what we can uh from our perspective as parents of dancers and we're so thrilled to have your perspective as dancers and now coaches so thank you guys so much for joining us yes thanks for having us so amira's got question number one Some of these questions I will preface are from, we had thank you listeners that wrote in and gave us some suggestions. We appreciate them. 
Great questions. If you guys do have questions, please feel free, feel free to message us or email us at twodancemoms at gmail.com. We want to hear more. But question number one, legs. When to shave them? Does having shaved legs matter on stage? If so, how would you suggest we safely start? So I, my personal take on the second part of your question, if it matters on stage, I think it obviously kind of depends on the costume, whether you're wearing tights or not. Ooh, yeah. So Maddie, what do you think about mm-hmm. that? Growing up with a very conservative mom, I did not get to shave my legs when I wanted to. I probably was about 14 when I started, but I luckily didn't have a lot of hair, so it wasn't that I had to, it was more that I wanted to because all of my dance friends were doing it. Um, I'm the opposite as Maddie. Very laid back personality. I was like, meh, I'll get around <laughs> to it eventually. And, and just as a note, Mel's family is is French. Yes. And so, <laughs> You know, she just had a more casual attitude. I don't know. And yeah, no, I back. think that plays a part. And I'm just a little And I you're also very, like, blonde hair. I don't yes. know. I think that, that matters into feeling, like, a need to, to want to shave earlier or later. Some some kids may want to shave earlier if they have, like, more noticeable hair. Yes. Yeah, I think it's more of everyone's doing it. I want to do it. It's what your peers are doing. Yes. yes. So why why am I not allowed to kind of thing? Um, as a dance teacher, I don't care if your legs are shaved or not. You know, it's not going to make you a better dancer. I don't think it matters. It's more preference. Mm-hmm. And if your daughter, if you're comfortable with your daughter shaving, then I think she's going to have to do it anyways, right? Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. So if you guys, it's more of pre- preference, I yeah. think. It doesn't really... and. For the other part of the question on kind of how to, I mean, I think I was lucky just because I have an older sister and I am very close with my mom. We're a very open family. And Maddie being five years older than me and we're best friends since I was 10 and she was 15 at the time, I felt very comfortable asking for help. So I think that I was fortunate enough to have that circumstance. But also I think just growing up in the dance world in general, I mean, even your kids are different ages so a lot of these girls that are dancing at a studio are able to kind of have just kind of older feedback from older mm-hmm. girls that maybe have been through it already yeah i didn't have that experience oh. I, <laughs> well, I was opposite i was using everything but a razor so i had nair i had the trimming it was everything but what needed to happen so yeah. it was kind of a traumatizing experience mm-hmm. i almost wish i didn't ask and kind of just let my they were pretty bare. Yeah. They weren't hairy. Yeah. Yeah. But if even if they were, I think it was just because, again, my peers were doing it. I wanted, you know, to feel that older. Yeah. Like, I can do this. Yeah. I'm in, almost in high school now. Like, I'm going to shave I'm my life. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a teen. Yeah. So, and because my mom didn't let me, it was almost more of, I want to do it now. Defiant. So. Yeah. Rebellious yeah. teenager. I'm going to do it. Like Mel with escape. soccer. I will yeah, not exactly. play soccer. I will dance. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I had a traumatizing experience with shaving my legs for the first time. I'm the youngest of, there's several girls. I have two half sisters, an older sister, and then um, a brother and then myself. So I was pretty young when I did it, and I did it on my own, and I was like, I'm going to do this. And I, like, shaved off the front side of my calf so bad. And there were so many, like, scary instances that I don't want 
my daughter to replay. Yeah. So I can kind of relate to your traumatizing thing. It should be sort of an easy process. I know there's safe kits, like starter kits, that maybe are a good route. You say no to, to Nair and no. the crazy chemicals that I remove. I mean, that was almost, what, 10 years ago? They yeah, might have things have changed. Um, upped their formula. <laughs> it's not <laughs> very disgusting. The smell might be better. <laughs> so, yeah, it might be different, but... I think if you just have an open conversation with either your mom, if you're a dancer listening, or a dancer or a mom, have an open conversation, kind of find when you're ready, and just know that it's not going to really affect the dancing. It doesn't affect your score. It doesn't affect anything to do with the team. I think the one thing it does affect more indirectly might be your confidence. So if you're feeling insecure, if this is an issue where the child is feeling insecure about it, it just might be that little confidence boost of feeling more uh, self. Yeah. And at the end of the day, dance is all about confidence. So if it's going to boost. True. Shave them. So it's not, an aero, it's not an aerodynamic thing we're talking here. We're no, not expecting not better turns. Yeah. We're not getting better turns out of this. Okay. It's not fair like enough. a swimmer. Yeah. Good answers, guys. Way to like crack in onto the awkward questions. Question number two. When should a dancer start to use deodorant, and how do they keep it off of their costumes with all of their changes? There's so many organic and non-toxic products now that I think you can use them at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, there's sprays and clear alternatives. You don't have to get the powdery one that gets all of your clothes. And I think there's ways to work around that. I love that. If you're questioning it, it's probably time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I work in a first grade classroom, so I have first graders. Wow. That probably should start. That you're already it. like, it's about time. Yeah. Those boys. So. <laughs> For the second part of the question on costume stains, I mean, in general, on a daily basis, Maddie can vouch for me because we do share closets. We live together back home. I am very talented at getting stains on my sports bras just on a daily basis maddie will (laughs) borrow a shirt and be like seriously mel like why is there deodorant all over this so my advice is i mean wear what you want to wear on whatever day you're rehearsing but um when you're at competition i recommend the spray deodorant because then you know it's guaranteed that you're not going to get a white deodorant line on your costume so you can always play it safe even if that's not the one you like to wear every day maybe just consider bringing it in your bag at comp yeah, yeah. and because. the trick is if you do get a little bit of deodorant, I always rub the costume or other piece of clothing on the deodorant. Oh, it's it, like fabric it's on fabric. Fa- yes. Same yes. fabric takes yeah. off. Yeah, I do the same easy thing. Fix. Yeah, huh. I've heard about that. I know, um, I know that ideally, like the the natural deodorants are the better choice, especially for children. It's like that's what you would like to use. One thing I have noticed with the natural deodorants is that they are less forgiving with fabric. Mm. I don't I don't know if there are like some spray ones, but tends to be that the light spray ones that I've seen are more like general commercial brands that are not like the natural yes. ones. I actually found a really good one Did you? at Target. Native. The brand is Native. Yes. They have so many different smells. It's and a they have super a natural, aluminum-free, and there's a spray. Yeah. Target. Uh, yeah. Our other roommate got us on that yeah it's good stuff it's good i have another recommendation it's a bit extreme maybe for the young age but maddie and i were on the 
all natural route. And lately we've been doing a armpit mask, which sounds no, I've, no, I've heard wow. of this. So it's like a charcoal. Um, so I love we it. have, it's an I want to say the Aztec clay mask. Clay mask. I have the Aztec clay mask for my face. So okay. we, you From can Target. do it on your face and do it on your armpits. We do it right before the shower and we look a little crazy before we hop in the shower, you know, with our armpit it's mask. Right. And the trick is to put apple cider vinegar. It cuts oh. the bacteria of why you're smelling mm. so when you're putting deodorant on for years just not natural deodorant yeah. and then you switch to the natural stuff it's all your toxins coming out so the apple cider vinegar actually cuts the bacteria so that when you start using natural you don't smell oh, my goodness, oh that's cool because the instructions say just water right yes. am i mistaken yes. yeah yes. I, that's i've what it's done the clay mask so yeah, yeah. do okay, it for try 10 it with minutes. apple cider vinegar it's the best yeah. i mean it smells not the best but yeah. We've seen apple cider results. vinegar is a strong smell, but it is like noted for its strength in it's cleaning. Like everything. There's yeah. like an apple cider vinegar beverage. Ew, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, for yeah there, it's for everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, should we move on to number three? Um, yeah. Oh, I would say though, my one caveat on the deodorant is I do know that some of the some of them do stain like fabric, and so I would be really like confident in whatever one you're going to use before you have your kid wear it on their costume because otherwise you're going to be like sitting over a sink with some yeah. oxyclean mm. for a good long time if their deodorant Could does check out another episode on how to clean the costume oh, oh yeah well, episode, what is that episode three yes got you covered, Mel. <laughs> throwing it back to episode three costume care uh some deodorants will stain your child's costume so maybe like test it out ahead of time that way the costume that you've spent a good deal of money on doesn't end up being in the sink with you for a good hour or two and a bottle of OxyClean. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> All right. Question three is actually a listener question. We had somebody write in and ask, what happens when your dancer is newly experiencing menstruation? How can they prepare in terms of costumes and undergarments for recitals and comps? Yeah. Um, this is a question that we probably have different yeah it sounds like you had the more traumatizing yeah experience. of course right <laughs> you so, start us off then I, so many dancers too are like at that age yeah it's, comp dancing when this will kind of pop up right yeah so the best advice that i could give is everyone's going through it you're not alone no matter what you use pad tampon it's a part of life and you're gonna go on stage no matter what. So whatever makes you most comfortable, I think is the solution. I grew up dancing with a pad up until maybe 15, just because again, my mom was anti-tampon. Yeah. And some moms are still like that. And I think it's whatever you choose, you kind of have to find your groove with it, right? So yeah. with mine, I just, because I couldn't, I always wanted to, right? Same thing with the razor, it's, but it never came to the point where it affected my dancing. It was more of like a, what hap What if this happens? Yeah. What if it slips out? Like, it's never really gonna happen like that, but it's more of a fear, or how, what if I bleed through, or something like that. So that never happened, it, more, it was more of a fear. So I think, find what's comfortable for you, and, Again, have those conversations. Maybe try one. If it doesn't work for you, try the other. 
and just know that you're not going to be thinking about that while you're dancing your two-minute dance. You're going to be thinking about everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straightening your leg. Putting your spot, putting your chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just uncomfortable, and we all go through it, and just you're not alone. And it's awkward for moms, too, and, you know, especially if it's your first, but. You're doing great, Mom. <laughs> Whoever's listening, yeah, you're doing great. I love, that. I love um, that. And to bounce off of that, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think what you said, just being able to talk to someone is really good. And in your previous episode, you guys were calling your dance kids dance sisters, which I feel like is really true. I think dance friends are the best friends. And I remember when I got my period the first time, I was at a dance company sleepover. Wow. So I was with literally all my dance friends, and I was still really nervous to tell anyone because I mean when it happened to you the first time you're like oh my god what do I you do you think you're the only ones going yeah, through you think this you're like, the only one like Maddie said so I think yeah just be kind of in the mindset that you're not in it alone and if your dance friends are your dance sisters then like don't be afraid to talk to them and obviously talk to your mom about it and just know you're not alone I like that a lot I think that's the best advice you're not alone because there are moments where there are things, uncomfortable things, awkward things, and you feel isolated. And I think that's what makes you feel more embarrassed is feeling like this is only me. I'm the only one going through this. And just reminding all of the dancers out there and all the moms out there too, like this happens to everybody. Everybody goes through it. Everybody's dealing with yeah. it. And you're going to be fine. Yeah. I think okay. downplaying the stress of it too. Because I know even as like adult women, you know, it can oh, affect yeah. like... I'm going on vacation, whatever it may be. You're not excited about it. So imagine you have a comp and you're going on stage in front of hundreds and people, hundreds of people, and you're getting scores for it. And you're wearing, you know, some of the costumes, I have to say, are not the most like accommodating. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. Yeah. It's a nice way to put it. Yes. Yeah. I think Correct. just downplaying, and it sounds like that's what you guys are saying, just kind of downplaying the stress about it. Like, focus on your dance. Well, whatever I- comfort level you have, whatever it is your family decides is best for handling that time of the month. Yeah. And I would say... Be happy in that, that like, and comfortable with it. For the for the parent to be able to downplay it and minimize the stress to the child, maybe that's not the parent's initial feeling, and maybe they need to talk to their big dance sister moms and talk <laughs> to their, like, the moms that have older kids and yeah. be like, hey, like, I'm worried we're about to go through this soon, and I'm worried about it. I'm worried about how to, like walk through this and maybe that requires a big dance mom sister conversation first that way when you go to talk to your child you're not bringing your own fear and anxiety into the conversation with your kid you've already maybe walked through that and processed it a little bit so you can be yeah more relaxed and cool and be that sense of like stable <clears throat> calm in that situation I yes. like that it's like yep. it's almost seems like a taboo or awkward topic until you actually start to talk about it. Then it's like, oh, okay, it's not that like, bad. Oh, so remember, everybody's yeah. been through it. This. We're all in it yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Thank you guys. That was that was super helpful. All right, our next awkward question is about panty lines. I feel like this is like there's a lot of opinions probably. So. What type of underwear do the kids wear? Is it a big deal if they show? Uh, Is it better if they just don't wear any at all? I feel like there's a lot of opinions. So as dancers and as coaches, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Because I feel like as moms, we're, we're a little lost. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back again to kind of what the costume is and also what you're 
parents are letting you wear as underwear, but I don't know, that's a tough topic because, I mean, obviously I think when we're talking panty lines, nobody wants to see that when you're on stage. Obviously you would rather do without seeing that than with. So I think there's also some good options besides going just commando or just wearing a thong, just kind of getting the right color underwear and also some that are seamless is a really good option to go. I feel like there's a lot of like prep involved with this though. It's not like you can just show up and like wing it if you really want to make sure that your kid has good coverage because I feel like that's another thing too is like ideally I'm always a fan of more clothes rather than less. (laughs) (laughs) I err on the side of more conservative options and so I love that but you know it sounds like you kind of maybe need to experiment. I know my dancer, I'm always like, will you try this on for me? And she's like, ugh. But maybe that's because she's 13. Uh, but yeah. I think that helps, like, trying things on. Yeah, I think, like Kamel said, it depends on the costume, where if it's something a little bit less tight on your butt, you can get away with an underwear. You won't see it. But if it's spandex and... I think if yeah, if you're comfortable not wearing anything, the costume almost acts like a leotard, you know, oh, when ballet with your tights, like that's kind of your replacement anyways, you know, unless mm-hmm. you're it's kinda like a Spinx. If yeah, it's like a, yeah, like a like, brief. Yeah. Yeah. I strongly suggest trying it on beforehand though. Like yes. Yes. it might stay seamless and yeah. you know, non visible. Amira and I are big fans of prepping. Our <laughs> our very first episode is all about prepping. And we love to plan, and I feel like that's a part of the plan. It's like, try on the costume, let's try on all the underwear, and not even just, like, panty lines, but even getting into bras and things like that. And different costumes are going to have different, you know, single strap or, I mean, nothing, thankfully, is strapless. Everything has some sort of a strap. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a strapless costume, but there's usually... I have, like, a bustier like a really? bustier number without a strap but just with no oh yeah yeah i mean but then you have you've got clear strap bras yeah for me my mom kind of we chose one and if it worked i wore it if it didn't the choice was to not wear one so it was more of like a you don't really have 13 options to choose from because then if you have too many options it's you don't know what to go with so yeah and it was more like you bring your tan thong if it doesn't work out with the costume What's the better choice? And I would just say, yeah, like with the trying, I mean, encourage your kid for sure because maybe they feel awkward. But, I mean, you also won't know until you try what feels best because, I mean, I'm thinking about, I mean, I go take ballet all the time and not to be TMI, but I go go commando because it's too many layers, like wearing an underwear and tights and a leotard. Mm -hmm. It's just too much. So maybe, like, be encouraging to trying if you're comfortable because you won't know until you try yeah attend (laughs) like and I think that's good for all costumes I mean there's a reason that kids do like the studio does a dress rehearsal you wear your costume you wear it all and you see what works and what doesn't in a safe space and that way you can make adjustments later on and ultimately talking to even your uh director and kind of finding out like hey what is what is important to you and what's important with your family values and finding some sort of a blend because I know Madison like you were saying different things with your your mom and different ages and levels that she would let you do things when you were a child dancer and for every family that's going to look really different Mm -hmm. some some families are going to have way different ages and expectations uh for some 
topics than others and how they deal with that in line with the studio's um, vision for their creative project. And I think part of that comes down to also choosing a studio that's in line with your family values. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to kind of do your, your uh, prep work ahead of time and then be willing to be flexible when you get into those scenarios and have those kind of awkward conversations like we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a future episode. Yes, <laughs> awkward or uh, family family values. Family values. Awkward they, family values. <laughs> or just you kind of have to remember, too, that the costume isn't an everyday piece. Like yeah. those tube tops, or not tube tops, like the sports bras. You're yeah. not going to mm-hmm. wear that to dinner, yeah. right? But you're comfortable wearing it on a stage. So maybe finding something that you wouldn't wear every day, but make it your dance garment, undergarment. Yeah. And being like, this is what I wear to dance. I'm comfortable. It works with everything, or at least most everything. And that's your uniform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's part of your uniform. Dance uniform. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Sweat. How to keep sweat lines, sweat drops on face, body, on stage, at bay, and in between dances? So I'm thinking back to my competition days, and I feel like I remember you, Maddie, and even my mom just coming in hot with some paper towels ready to blot me when I got off stage. Like, there's nothing wrong with dabbing your sweat off dance is a sport i am sweaty after i do a two minute dance um and i feel that we also after we kind of blotted with even if we didn't have a paper towel i mean this is kind of gross but i feel like we would just kind of do it on our clothes too not your costume please not the costume because you'll get makeup on it but if you came in with a t-shirt or a jacket i mean do what you can but you can avoid doing this because we are with Amira and Casey, and they come prepared to things. So bring something so you could blot your face or your armpits, whatever, sweaty. And then I would always just reapply powder or even translucent powder if you mm. have the time in between your like dance. Like makeup powder, face powder? Yes. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, makeup powder. So I would say, yeah, like your tinted like finishing powder. powder. Yeah, ah. or, or if you have um, translucent powder, that's a great way to kind of absorb like the sweat. Bare Minerals in. does a lot of yeah, translucent Yeah, I love Bare powder. Minerals. That's what I wear. Yeah, just get a fluffy brush and get go over it on it. there. And then what do you guys think about rice paper? Like the oil absorbing papers. I actually too. see the use those in high school. I oh, think. those blotting papers? Yeah. yeah. They're so fun to watch I think it's always it, so right? Funny. It probably is. It's just so gratifying. <laughs> like just so. get a paper towel, honestly. I'm yeah. just... Or even if you're in the bathroom, you have time to go to the bathroom, you can use the tissue paper like the seat cover. Yeah. Oh. Hot tip. I always do that even <laughs> that when I go out on the weekend. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> no, why do you have seat covers in your purse? <laughs> Take I'm a couple. No, they're not maybe in the purse, but if you have time, I mean, you could snatch those at the beginning of every competition. Honestly, wow, that's See, I a feel good like idea. I feel like when you look at like the the fancy blotting papers, it is very similar to a toilet seat cover. <laughs> but I really have a hard time mentally with the idea of a toilet seat cover on your. We face. need a reel. We need to post a reel. <laughs> no, I don't think we do a poll. I yeah. feel like this we're, gross? we're taking awkward, like, a couple steps past. It's an after hours. Hey, I'm just being songs. honest. I, I love that, it. though. I think that's great. I think it's a great suggestion. Yeah. I, it is not something I've ever considered. I can no. honestly say. <laughs> I've done it before. It, it works, people. Um, I can just remember always having my makeup, like, powder next to me. Ready in to my, go. If it was backstage at Quick Change in my basket, I knew, like, I'm. this girl's coming off sweaty. 
So I would, <laughs> like she said, get some paper towels or my jacket, gross, but anything I could get, blot it off, yeah. put more makeup on, and there's like setting sprays at work. Mm-hmm. You know, I those, love a setting But spray. you're going to sweat. We're a big fan of the Urban Decay. Oh, yes. yeah. The not sponsored. Not sponsored. I have that one. But hit us up if it's, yeah. like, an option. <laughs> it's a great one. So, yeah. It's kind just, of fun. I'm not going to lie. The thrill of coming off stage and seeing Maddie with some paper towels in the wing ready to yeah. just make me look good again after being that. sweaty. It's fun. It's yeah. fun. I love that. It means you guys are working hard as well. Yes. My dancer is a huge fan of... Trader Joe's has the body wipes. I feel like they're like a cucumber mint or melon. They're some sort of like mm. lovely fragrance. And they're definitely not for face. We already learned that in our makeup and skincare episode. We don't use it on our face. But for your body, if you're feeling like you want to feel a little more fresh, uh, those, those they just smell so good. And definitely freshen your not your face, but your body. Body wipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that too. It's a good quick. And who and doesn't easy love fix. Trader Joe's? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. We're gonna take it back to underwear. I feel like we we only got into half of the underwear. And uh, with some costumes, you know, there's different different straps, different lines, and we need to cover properly. And then some kids don't just need coverage, they also need support. So like what what do you think are the options as far as like working through costumes and the upper half? I think again it goes back to the costume itself. <laughs> if it is padded and supportive, ditch the bra. If yeah. if the dancer is comfortable. Um, growing up, I am very flat in this yeah. area, so I really didn't have to think about the heavy bras and trying to figure out I kind of just let my costume do its thing it wasn't really a I don't remember it being an issue really um I always got mine fitted too my costumes always had to be taken in just because I've been on the shorter petite size so they kind of were fitted for my body already but if you don't have that option then finding there's a lot of options like um pasties and silicone sticky bras and see-through not see-through plastic not plastic the clear 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 straps straps. yeah Yeah, there's a lot of options but i think if you can avoid it try just because that extra strap at the end of the day you can still see it yeah and from a dance teacher perspective i always say no bra like i try to just do nothing underneath just to have a cleaner look but of course there's some girls that need it and need that extra support we dance one of our friends she has to have something just because she is heavier on the upper yeah, area. Yeah, heavier so, on top. And it's just, from watching in the audience, too, it's nicer to have something more supportive. You know, it's kind of distracting, too, when you get older into the teens. Mm-hmm. And So I think just finding, just like the underwear, yeah, finding something that works with everything, if you can, or trying to alter your costume to make it work for your body. To make it fit better. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it comes down to that main goal of, like, like yeah, it'll look better if if there are less straps. But ultimately, the thing that looks best is confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. So if the dancer feels confident, they're going to dance better, and yes. the dance as a whole will look better. I so have, I thought of another thing. So Drop it. So, I mean, you could probably get this on Amazon now because when – 
I was dancing at comp back in the day it was all dancewear solutions oh, i don't yeah. know if anyone shops there anymore uh, but yes we yes. just had a, a shout Discount out to dance. it yeah, yeah. Our so episode, i always had episode. brought with me i had ordered i remember it was a tan bra but with the clear straps and mm-hmm. i was just thinking i mean back to me being french i don't mind being commando or nude but maybe some dancers also aren't comfortable changing in front of other people Mm -hmm. which is something i just thought of from even like watching my dancers now that i'm older and a teacher when they're getting even their costumes in class and they feel kind of uncomfortable changing in front of others and maybe just always knowing again and packing right for competition like having that nude underwear that you always were having the nude bra with the clear straps so maybe just finding what works for you or even we did band-aids sometimes yeah. when we were competing. Cheap, Cheap yeah, alternative. Hey, well, if you need, if you <laughs> yeah, need something. In a pinch. Yeah, I have just, a first aid kit, by the way. <laughs> it was almost like <laughs> a last-minute decision. Like, okay, let's cover these up. Yeah. There are some band-aids and a crisscross. Oh, yeah, crisscross. crisscross. And you can't see them. Yeah. 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 And Go it gives you, you it's, it's more of like the, to not be able to visually see. Not yeah. for the support, but... Right. Same purpose as for like coverage, the little silicone. For coverage, not support. Yeah. That's a good option. I feel like even this brought up another thought, what you were saying, Mel, like kids being feeling conservative in their dressing. I mean, there are even options for that because for some kids getting dressed, if, if they've not hit middle school and had to like dress out for PE or maybe that's just not what their school does, um, getting dressed at a competition it's not just your team like you're in a dressing room and it's like mm-hmm. every team mm-hmm. yes. and everyone is getting dressed and you know there's just a lot happening and maybe that's not something that you're comfortable with and they even have like little pop-up tents that you can purchase like it's it's this it's like small it packs small and it just like pops up we actually went did a photo shoot years back it was before you joined the team it was the photo shoot um and we were at a like a photography studio and there was no like bathrooms to do like changes in and one of the moms in the hallway just brought one of these pop-up tents and it was it's like singular like it's just for standing in yeah my mom and, just held a towel up yeah there you go <laughs> okay mom okay maddie's mom she paid for other things you know yeah, yeah. Those, those rhinestones so yeah. <laughs> you pick and choose yes yes i definitely err on the side of rhinestones rather than tents but i understand the like there are certain scenarios where you've got to do the changes and and there are options too for again maintaining maintaining your your family values or your boundaries or whatever it is that you're comfortable with and and being able to still participate in that situation i think even some of the dance bags have like little partitions mm-hmm. i don't what what is that you're getting fancy with it now no they <laughs> are no it's not dream duffel it's a tent no. we have we no, don't have a tent but we have a stool that slides into the side no of it's the not slide into it's the not dream duffel i'm trying to remember what brand it is whoever is listening and they probably have the bag and they're like it's this one message <laughs> us yeah but there's there's a very popular dance bag and it has like with the the rack that like pops up it also has like a a, like a shield like Ooh. like is a, it the glamour racks it might be glamour bags yeah like that. glamour anyway but there's yeah. a lot of options just for providing a little more um you know coverage for mo- people who are mo- more modest maybe yeah yeah at the end of the day it's all about comfort and confidence yeah last question comes from actually a follower on instagram who wants to know how do you handle the other moms 
That's such a good question because we've talked a lot about our kids and they're with each other a lot and they're like dance sisters. But, you know, sometimes family, family, you don't choose your family. You, you choose your friends. And with family, you are with them no matter what. Um, I actually texted this question to a dance mom friend of mine who's on the East Coast and her daughter is about to be a senior and has danced competitive and for high school. This was her advice, so um, I found it to be amazing. Her advice was uh, patience and grace, boundaries, and minimum interaction. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you may find uh, a really super dance friend like Mel and Madison have found, and Amira and I have found in each other, but Minimum interaction was a tip for her. It's okay if you're not best buddies. And I feel like there's there's wisdom in that. Like you don't have to be best friends with everybody and that's all right. Uh, if you don't get that invite to hang out together, it's okay. And just to have some grace with that. So thank you to my uh, dance mom friend who taught me all of this wisdom and I appreciate you. And uh, good luck to our Instagram question write-in for you and your uh, situation at your studio. So yeah, uh, Mel and Madison, any add-in? I would say my mom was not really a part of the drama because she kind of stayed away from it. She was there to support me, and that was it. You know, she didn't hang around. She knew when it was appropriate to hang out and when to kind of chime in. I mean, I was a little bit older. I was already in my teens. I kind of, you know. I do notice, like, the the older moms tend to, like, they don't have to be as active at the studio because their children are a little more self-sufficient. Yes. And, yeah, at the end of the day, she was there as my supporter not to make friends. So I would just say... Keep it clean, keep it fun. Um, but it is fun to meet friends through dance and families like we have. But whenever we would hang out outside of dance, we didn't talk about dance. You know, we had our own separate life with our fa- with our family. So I think that helps too, not to surround everything around dance. Oh, that's good and, advice. Yeah. You know, that's not our whole world. I feel like it's dance is such a unique sport because, like, for my son's sport, I drop and go or I show up for a game but like you're there for a week solid weekends and parents are so an involved process maybe less so when your dancer gets a little older but you're forced to be around people that you're thrown together and some you're gonna connect with and it's gonna be great and some you know you guys will figure things out together and participate together but you don't necessarily have to be best friends and that's why I think your friend's advice was so good is you're there for your dancer. Mm-hmm. You're there to support your dancer. You're not there for the friendships. Friendships are icing on the cake, right? Yeah. 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 Just a plus. Now, Mel, you and your, you have an older sister, too, that danced, correct? Yes. Yes, she grew up dancing with Maddie and I, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so your mom got to be a dance mom twofold. Twofold. I mean, I think my mom is also anti-drama, like Maddie's <laughs> mom, because... I mean, I remember even my sister, not so much me, but her being on certain dance teams in Ventura County. My mom got to the point where 
because my sister started having an attitude because she was hanging around certain girls, certain families. Mm. Like, I, I strongly believe you are who you hang out with. So set those boundaries. I mean, obviously, your kid's having fun at dance. They have their dance sisters. But, I mean, as a mom, you don't really need to be you are who you hang out with because yeah. you're there for your kid, not for yourself. And I've seen other sides where moms get too involved and their dancer is just burnt out. They right. don't want to be there anymore because they're there for their mom and it becomes about more about them than it is the dancer. And that's really sad to see that. And Yeah, <clears throat> I think we have a lot of even our close friends that now, are, still. are burnt out mm. still because... Even if we ask these friends to be in our pieces and we're like, oh, are your parents coming? Because, I mean, our parents have supported us through our whole dance journey, but they'll kind of be like, oh, we don't want our moms to come because they'll tell them that they did poorly when they Overstaff. walked off stage. Oh, and, wow. and you, yeah. you're adults. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's still happening. So I mean, one, I mean, my biggest advice overall, not awkward topics anymore, but I think... My mom, I was telling my roommate this today that I think to this day I'm not burnt out of dance is because my mom, to this day, even when I still perform, always tells me to have fun. She never says good luck. She never says break a leg. She always says before I get on the stage, go have fun. So it's just about the enjoyment of yeah. it, which is what it should be. That's awesome. Totally. Yeah. I can relate to that. Even if I fell on my face and dropped the prop, my mom would have been like great job you honey. did so yeah, good honey exactly, like, but I'm in tears same. did my whole dance backwards I'm like you don't know anything but I'm grateful for that because oh, all she saw was that I was having fun for the two seconds that I didn't fall but shout yeah. out to Maddie and Mel's moms <laughs> yeah they're the best good yeah, job dance moms Actually, we need to have an episode with them yeah, <laughs> they obviously did it right because you guys are still dancing <laughs> So every episode, we do a top of the topic, and it's on theme with what we were discussing. So today, the topic is Q&A awkward topics. So if either of you have, we'll say a top two, so you each can pick one, a top piece of advice when dealing with awkward topics, awkward issues for dancers or dance parents, what would it be? Um, I think for me, the biggest takeaway from today's episode was to know that everybody has already been in your shoes. So it's not really an awkward topic until you make it an awkward topic. So don't be afraid to talk to your friends or your dance moms because people have been in your shoes. And if you're thinking it, then they're probably thinking it too. I love that. And I think what's most important for the dancer is to feel confident and being comfortable on stage and finding what's what works for you and your family and at the end of the day you're all doing what you love so it's just fun and enjoy yeah. it awesome gals thank you so much that was thank really really so much informative and you know amira and i didn't grow up dancing so talking to well, people well speak for yourself <laughs> competitively dancing we did not <laughs> We definitely did not grow up competitively dancing. Uh, So talking to both of you and hearing your uh, experiences as competitive dancers and then now as teachers and competitive team coaches is just really, really helpful. We we, feel so lucky. That was so cool. Please go follow at Motion Grounds. Check out her creative choreo. She has some dance class offerings. Follow at Maddie Dance. She's got... 
beautiful choreo, great opportunities, and classes teaches she teaches at Motion Grounds as well. Yes, yes. yeah. Take Thank you, ladies. So fun. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank we'll be you. sure to tag both of them when we're plugging this episode. Each week, we like to highlight a dance for our episode that stood out to us for any particular reason. Our routine of the week this week is chosen because it's our first solo and it's just such a stunning dance we saw it in our last competition and we were blown away by the movement the song the The moment the turns the turns this week's routine of the week is from the rage complex and it's a solo by addison temi i'm so sorry if we're mispronouncing your last name um the song is gravity and the choreo is by tiffany rojas So congratulations. We will make sure that we tag you on Instagram when we share our routine of the week story. And congrats to you. It was a wonderful dance. Stunning. We loved it. Thank you so much for listening this week to the podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, we hope that you would subscribe. You can also rate and review. It means a whole lot to us. Yes, we are so grateful. We've got some more listeners this week. International listeners. Yeah, we really appreciate all the downloads. And if you like what you hear and you're a repeat listener, we'd be so grateful if you would consider rating and reviewing our podcast. Yeah, just a couple words mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to Two Dance Moms Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.